Hey, how's it going, everyone? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Music Reviewer Podcast. My name's Josh, and thanks for joining me on today's episode. Today's episode is going to be covering uh, the latest album by the post-hardcore band Movements, and uh, the name of the album is titled No Good Left to Live. I believe this is episode 31. And just before we get started, I want to let everyone know um, there was an episode of Best and Worst Track of the Week that dropped uh, a few days ago covering the week of September 26th. Uh, I thought that week was, uh, I guess, okay. It was basically a baby album bomb, I'd call it, by uh, Young Boy Never Broke Again, uh, which oddly enough, he was on the news today for some Thing, but I won't go into that. Uh, anyways, his uh, album Top had a few singles in there. Um, I I guess I'll go ahead and tell you a little bit more. The uh, I guess the best Animals track came from that project. If you're interested in that episode, go ahead and check it out. Also, the previous album review was over. Everything Everything's uh, latest album Reanimator. I thought that was a pretty decent project too. If you're interested in that album or band, check out the album. Also, check out the review if you have some time. And then also, if you're uh, joining me for the first time uh welcome to the podcast i am on uh, most streaming platforms such as spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts overcast uh tune in uh, it's basically all the mainstream ones also youtube if you're uh, on youtube go ahead and leave some feedback if you're feeling it or if you're not feeling it uh leave a like and uh subscribe maybe if you want to hear some more episodes but other than that let's go ahead and get started on this episode so like I said at the beginning, this album is uh, titled No Good Left to Live. It was released on September 18th by the band Movements. Um, if you're not familiar with the band Movements, they're a four-piece post-hardcore band from Orange County, California, uh, that formed in 2015. Um and I, I guess I'd struggle with the genre post-hardcore with this band. Yeah, they do fit the mold. If Warp Tour was still around, they'd definitely be in that scene. Uh, they were in that scene, I think, up until the very last Warp Tour not too long ago. Uh, but there's just something about them that doesn't really uh, commit to the whole post-hardcore thing and it's just a genre so it's not that serious or big of a deal um but i was just you know kind of uh, observing that when i was listening to this band and i'd say they lean more on like the indie rock emo side of things which a lot of bands have been doing i guess in the 2010s uh that are in this post-hardcore genre i think some that come to mind would be turnover title fight uh, among others, uh, those are just a couple of them named a few. And really the reason why movements kind of intrigues me a little bit more too is like those bands, Title Fight and Turnover, they kind of delve into like the dream pop aesthetics of this genre. And one could even say that if they even committed a little bit more, they would be a full on dream pop act. Uh, their music is very uh, subdued at times, mid tempo, more keen to promoting like sounds and aesthetics and sonics which is huge and like the shoegaze dream pop side of things um but that like i said this is just genre like uh, arbitrary meaningless stuff if you really want to get to it uh but i just found it interesting that that this is their main classification on wikipedia and then also uh according to wikipedia good old wikipedia they were signed to fearless records after putting out just one live show in 2015 the year they performed um that is pretty rare 
most bands really have to gain an organic following or have some industry connections to get a signing, um, especially a, a label like Fearless. Um, I don't really know the story behind that. That just seems a little too good to be true after one show. I guess I could have done some more research and looking into that, but in the overall grand scope of things, it doesn't really affect the music. Um, but anyways... Uh, after getting signed, the band released their first EP titled Outgrown Things in 2016. Uh, I guess in 2016, I had no, uh, I guess, idea Movements was even a band, I'll be honest. So, no, I have not listened to that EP, but it's okay because I listened to everything uh, or all their full-length albums thus far, which is only two. Uh, but anyways, uh, that soon followed by their debut album, Feel Something, in 2017. I'd say in 2017, that sounds about right when I first was introduced to Movements. And in 2017, I remember being introduced to the band by a friend slash bandmate at the time uh, that happened to be a guitarist in a band that I was performing in. He was a very outspoken proponent of this band, uh, and I know I shared some similar tastes to him, so I go and checked it out. And the band left me uh, intrigued. Uh, I wasn't completely enthralled by them, but I could see why the band was being praised. Uh, their debut album didn't seem like a huge divergence either from this new album when I went back to listen to it. Um, I appreciate uh, parts of the album, like the acoustic ballad Fever Dream, quite a bit, uh, mainly because it seemed to play to the songwriting strengths of the frontman Patrick Miranda. It had a stripped-down nature to that track that seemed to fit him quite well in, the, uh, in that context, where he didn't really have to protrude his voice too much. He does kind of have a nice character to his voice when there's more of a soft, uh, less belty nature to it, if you will. Um, and the, there's also some spoken word styles that do come on this album, uh, like on the track Suffer Through, which paints their obvious La Dispute or Touche Mori influence, which I thought was pretty cool too. Those post-cardcore bands are quite influ uh, influential, and it's kind of cool to see bands show up that are kind of taking over, or not taking over, but just kind of, uh, you know, using their ideas. Uh, and I did enjoy the track, um, I did enjoy that track, Suffered Through. Um, also the track Under the Gun points out even more obviously their Touche Amore influence with these more shouty vocal styles and it, kind of these clean minor guitar riffs that are played on the track. Um, overall I was quite indifferent on the debut album honestly and I guess No Good Left to Live can be considered their new album somewhat of an improvement. I don't know how much of a significant improvement it is but I found it to be at least and an improvement uh starting with the track in my blood uh this track uh, has a gloomy and, mor and morose mood to it this theme is incorporated in just about every single track it is this album is a sad depressing album uh the track relies on some like loose and effects so guitar textures that do color the track quite well with this tranquil nature uh they do sometimes feel a little one-dimensional though so i'd say the track kind of just has one thing going on and they're really hammering it on um, but I do love the drum work on this track that is displayed about halfway through. It brings a nice change of character to the track and it gives it some neatest ener needed energy as well. The drumming on this album overall is quite good. Uh, there's numerous highlights I point out on here on this review. That's just the first one. 
And also on this track, I do get reminded of like some sonic aesthetics that we saw on Title Fight's Hyperview. I think their latest album that was released a few years ago. The similar the similarity makes it quite apparent on what movements is like going for on this album. I'd say this is definitely reoccurring as well. And I think also I'd like to point out in my blood that I think the vocals are an improvement from the last album as well. The front man here, Miranda, or Patrick Miranda, uh, seems to be more comfortable singing in just about any fashion he wants. There's a lot of the soft and subdued vocal styles along with like the more aggressive vocal styles that he just sounds better on. And also there's some more rhythmic nuance compared to like a lot of the stuff we heard on Feel Something. I just think rhythmically the album sounds more interesting and they just incorporate a lot more rhythmic ideas overall. Uh, the next track, Skin to Skin, is actually pretty good as well. It is an improvement from the opening track. Um, it was also a single, the second single that was released. Um, it, the guitar work overall uh, has more character. Uh, there's some conversational bits that play off on the vocal lines uh, that aren't that are featured in the verses. I thought those parts were nice. I also dig the delayed, colorful, bubbly guitar riff that is featured in the verses as well. The drum track here continues to impress me as well. It features like this choppy style with some, in, again, some interesting rhythmic ideas. And it somehow reminds me to like the style of like which the 1975 drummers plays. This track is pretty much captivating all throughout. It's not bad. It's probably one of my favorite tracks on this album. And then we get uh, a kind of like a, I guess, a change of pace here with the third track, Don't Give Up Your Ghost. This is the first single that was released on this album, I'm quite certain, that had that animated uh, music video. This track features kind of like a light piano track here uh, that I don't necessarily mind hearing. I think it's good that they've incorporated more textures in here. It's different. The track does feature like an, an, abrupt, tra an abrupt transition to the chorus the first time around. Uh, that can feel a little unnatural if you're not ready for it. Um, I do appreciate... Um, I do appreciate the more sensitive and emotionally driven vocal performance here by the front man. So again, the vocals are an improvement. He does sell it a little bit better. And then also this track does give me some similarities to Turnover's Peripheral Vision era. I thought this album kind of has some hints of that as well. But also here uh, is when I'm first hearing uh, some intriguing bass work here, where it sounds quite prominent and bright, and I do dig that. It's It's an interesting track overall. Um, <clears throat> the next track, Tunnel Vision, I'd say is kind of where I start seeing some issues I had with the album. Uh, first of all, I love the distorted and dirty bass tone that's featured here. It speaks quite well overall in the mix, and their track also features some more heavier guitar tones that I don't mind either. However, when we get into like the songwriting aspects of this track, uh, there's a buildup that leads to the chorus that I don't exactly think pays off. Uh, I find myself enjoying the other elements of the track much more, uh, such as the bridge or the verses. Uh, and this is mainly because the chorus just sounds pretty typical of what you'd ex expect to hear from just about any post-hardcore band. Uh, and it lacks the attention to detail that you'd get from most movements tracks. Uh, where each part kind of feels uh, quite unique to the band. And I'm just not a fan of where this track went stylistically. 
And then on the track Garden Eyes, um, I didn't think too much of it as a highlight other than uh, I noticed this was almost on the cusp of sounding like a dream pop song, especially with the reliance of these dreamy guitar tones that mesh with like these more poppy songwriting styles. It just doesn't fully commit uh, to this dream pop thing, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, there might just be some internal conflicts uh, with what's being pre presented overall on this track. Uh, with these more traditional post-hardcore elements being thrown in, uh, such as the vocals, which keep this very clean and belty nature throughout the track. However, that obviously doesn't quite fit in with that dreaminess, that dreamy aesthetic. Uh, so I just feel like the song maybe was just a little conflicting overall. It wasn't a bad song though. It just had some, I guess, interesting dynamics to it. And then we get to the next track here, 12 Leagues. I don't really have much to say about this track. I didn't find it to be much of a highlight, but I do love the thick and dirty bass guitar tone that's on this track. Uh, I find it to be another bass highlight, especially with how the bass fits in uh, quite well with its syncopated and groovy nature. I thought that was a fun aspect of the track. But other than that, I didn't feel that the track was much of a highlight. And then the track Living Apology I felt was a highlight. The track does open with this more subdued and moody nature here, similar to the opening track. Uh, this, however, is guided by a well-executed and energetic drum track that is nice to hear so early in the track. So again, praise to the drummer on this. The drum, the drum work is really good. But I like the anticipation that is built up on here, as well as before the chorus, uh, and I feel like the payoff here is more rewarding uh, than the other tracks like 12 Weeks or Tunnel Vision or really anywhere else on the album, mainly because the chorus just keeps the tracks moody and this subdued nature, making the track feel organic overall. Uh, I like that this track paints a certain color here, and it just keeps it consistent. It's pretty good. And then we get the track Santiago Peak. I wasn't too crazy about this here either. There's a nice transition to the closing track, Love Took the Last of It. And I'll, I guess I just want to, I guess, uh, focus more on this emo thing. Uh, this album in general does have hints of it. it. I just think towards the tail end, it was more obvious. And it happens on Love Took, Took the Last of It as well. The track has like a sereneness to it in the introduction. I dig the playful and colorful lead guitar riffs featured on these verses. The drum, the drum work here is good as well. It's just consistent on all these tracks. The rhythmic ideas presented in the choruses are unique, are unique, and it, they fit well too. Uh, there's also hints of emo on here, like I said earlier. Um, and I'd say one thing that's interesting about this track. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. There's like a very boyish pop punky nature to this track as well. It comes out a lot in the vocal lines when they're sung, especially in the choruses and how they're performed and written. For example, the melody sung on the chorus is oddly similar to Taylor Swift's Teardrops on My Guitar. I know that sounds like really absurd and you probably won't believe me, but just do it. Like listen to Teardrops on My Guitar, especially on the choruses with this track love took the last of it uh they're almost just they're almost the same it's really strange i don't know if they're just trying to go for like an over poppy sell on here uh i just found it interesting because i do like that song by taylor swift but i just don't know if in the context of this album it quite fits uh but anyways yeah that's kind of how the album closes out and overall i thought it was a good album i wasn't 
uh, I goes in enthralled. So I guess my feelings with movements are consistent. I do th- I do think there's some issues with the songwriting overall, with how a lot of the moments that they aim to build up to just kind of don't pay off for me. I, I had some similar issues here with the the way it builds up to the chorus, uh, like on Tunnel Vision. Uh, it sounds like the chorus is meant to have like this feel good nature to it, but it's just so conflicting with the overall aesthetics that are presented on like every other facet on this track, which is dark and gloomy. So I felt there's some more conflicts here as well. Uh, and then we have an interesting track after that, Seneca. Uh, the beginning of the track here sounds like an indie pop track with its exposed bass and drum uh, parts accompanying the vocal line. And the track sounds like it's headed into a completely different direction than any other moment on the album until there's this transition that comes with like an abrupt moment that brings back the morose and gloomy aesthetics that are presented on most of this album. There's an attempt to go for like this grandiose moment later in the track that features a very belty vocal performance, and it, I think it's executed well. I didn't like it at first, but after a few listens, it grew on me, and I think it's the best part of that song. However, to me, the track just sounds like a different variation of all the other tracks presented on this project, with just maybe more personal lyrics. Um, and then Moonlight Lanes, um, I think this is my favorite track on this album overall. I like the overall soundscape presented on here. There's some crispy and clear guitar tones with the uh, bright and light melodies. The drum work on here, again, is really good. I love the energy the drums bring to the verses here. The spoken word here is very similar to other acts, like Touche More. But I love the fact that this was thrown in. It gave the track some more character and nuance. Um, the more aggressive style presented here, especially in the courses, I do dig. It sounds like the band went all in on this and it paid off. It's a side of movements that I wouldn't mind hearing more of. Uh, like I said, it's a good track. Probably my favorite track on this album. And then we get the tail end of this album, No Good Left to Live, I do like as well. It's just very short-lived. Uh, it's a down-tempo track that is structured around like a rich piano instrumental and sounds good. Uh, I appreciate the production on here. Every voice sounds clear and it speaks well. Uh, there's a hint of emo on here as well, and I dig this. Uh, a majority of the material is just more captivating when they're going for this uh, one-dimensional sound where it's very dark and gloomy. But I feel like when it kind of diverges from that, that's when we see some hear some weaknesses. Uh, but that's just my opinion. Don't take it too seriously. Uh, overall, I'm feeling a 6 out of 10 on this album. I think if you like the band movements, you'll probably like this album definitely maybe a little bit more than i did uh i think it's like i said an improvement from their opening album or their first album uh if you're a fan of post hardcore depending on how you like listening to it if you like the more abrasive uh heavy hitting stuff this might not be your cup of tea but if you're more into like the citizen turnover uh you know even the uh, title fight type of bands you might dig movements you might you might dig moments so yeah if you made it to the end of this episode thanks for listening uh, i appreciate your support any way you give it uh like i said uh if you stream the music reviewer on youtube if you have any feedback to give i'm all ears um but yeah uh i'll be reviewing some more music soon to take a look out for another best and worst track of the week out in the end of some sometime at the tail end of the week too but yeah take care of yourselves i'll see you later